Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Hey folks, welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast. I'm here with my amazing co-host and amazing world-class photographer, Rich Coleman. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Rich. Thank you so much for being here. We are just super jazzed and excited because this is episode one of our brand new Your Photography Mentor Podcast. And today we have some really exciting things to talk about. But first, I wanted to ask Rich a question. Hey, Rich, do you know how you make antifreeze? I have no idea. Oh, it's easy. You just steal her blanket. Hey! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, my, my, I just got to laugh at my head. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're starting this her, podcast off with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what are we going to talk about today, Rich? Today, we're going to talk about essential gear that every photographer needs. Needs, David. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I have lots of needs. Um, but then again, you know, we're going to talk about wants and needs and all sorts of things today, but we're going to talk about essential needs, right? <laughs> essential <laughs> what oils. What are we talking? <laughs> essential oils. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, get your, uh, get your lavender out guys. Cause it's about, that's very essential for a photographer to bring peace uh, to the situation. No, we're going to be talking about out, essential. However you need. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, we're going to be talking about essential gear that every photographer needs and we're going to be doing a giveaway. I'm really excited about this. What are, we, what are we gonna give away today, Rich? Today we're giving away a camera, two lenses, and a flash. All right, so Rich, what do you have to do to be entered for this giveaway? What you have to do is share this live video. Yeah, we have a live audience, by the way. We're recording this live on Facebook. And so if you're live, all you have to do is share this video, and then you're registered for the giveaway. Right? Show us some love. Show us some shares, not like share, but like shares. Yeah, not like C-H-E-R, but like S-H-A-R-E, right? Share, yeah, share the love, right? Share the love. <laughs> well, hey, here's the deal. We want to help out as many freaking people as possible. And I'm going to say freaking on the show a lot, freaking. sorry guys. But like, no, but we just want this to be super helpful. And so that's why we're asking you all to share because this is our very first podcast episode and we just want to make a splash and we want to try to help as many people as possible achieve their photography dreams. That is why we are here. That is why we started this podcast. That's why we've started our amazing membership community, the Photo Mentorship. That is why we're here. Hey, speaking of amazing things... Rich, did you see that announcement yesterday that Canon is releasing an R5? I'm not going to lie that I want that right now. As soon as I saw it, <laughs> I said, I must have this. And then I immediately started plotting of like how to trick the purchase for my wife. Like, so she didn't I see want it. that. I want that. You remember that, that moment in Napoleon Dynamite where he's, she's like, I want that. She's talking about like a Tupperware dish or something. Um, Man, yeah, I felt the same way. I felt like I needed that camera. Like, I would be a better photographer if only I had that Canon R5. Have you ever felt like that? Like, I need that piece of gear to be a better photographer? Basically, all the time. And I feel like that's something that we do to ourselves. We listen to the world. We listen to other photographers. And we kind of, like, get stuck in this self-doubt where we're like, oh, I need to learn how to use that new piece of equipment or get that new piece of equipment. And that's like our driving force of change when that shouldn't be it. It should be learning right. photography. 
Right. So, I mean, so here's my question for you. Does having the latest gear make you a better photographer? Heck no, it does not. As my friend Ryan Moser always says, a poor craftsman blames his tools. That's right. That, that's such a good analogy. Well done, Ryan. Ryan Moser. You're awesome. Hashtag. Hashtag we love you. From, um, no, it's so good because here's the thing, Rich, is that it is not about the camera, Okay. It's all about you as the photographer, right? Correct. 100%. It's so frustrating when you like show people a photo and you're like, hey, check out this photo of my vacation, you know, these mountains in Hawaii or wherever they are. That's not frustrating. But it's frustrating when they're like, oh my gosh, what camera do you have? And I'm like, wait, 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 you're missing the point. Like, it's, it's, it's what I knew how to do. You know, that's why this photo is amazing. And they're like, but, but if, if only I could have a camera like that, then I could take amazing photos. And I'm like, dude, this was with my two-year-old iPhone. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. That's right. And it's you know what? You know, the the funny thing about that is it's like if my neighbor went out and bought a brand new set of scrubs from TJ Maxx and went and got a scalpel, <laughs> would I trust my neighbor to do open heart surgery? Scrub that idea. No way. Not, not going to happen. I don't care how broke I was. So it's not about the scrubs. It's about the surgeon? <laughs> I ain't no scrub. I ain't no scrub, David. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know the rest of the song. I was trying to think about it. But, he, you know, to this point, okay, Rich Coleman, amazing world-class photographer, the guy that I trust to shoot my family portraits, okay? This guy, my co-host right here. If you gave him $300 worth of camera gear that's four years old, and then you gave a new photographer $20,000 of amazing camera gear, let's say the same camera gear that's in my bag or in Rich's bag, the same camera gear that we're gonna be talking about in a few minutes, but if you gave those two people, you know, and said, you, who can take a better photo? I guarantee you that Rich Coleman is gonna take a much better, like a thousand times better photo with a $300 four-year-old camera than the newbie with $20,000 of amazing gear, okay? Because it doesn't matter what gear you have, you can take world-class images with any camera. And so that's why we're talking about this first before we talk about which camera gear that you should buy, because I want you to understand that it's not so important which camera you have. It's more important that you learn how to master your camera gear and learn how to create how to shoot and edit and create the images that you see in your head, okay? It's not about the camera. It's about you as the photographer. And a frustration point, too, are people get really freaked out about brands, Canon, Nikon, Sony. Nobody yeah, asked Picasso. Which one's what, better? Yeah, nobody yeah. asked Picasso what brand brush he used. He just put Ooh. that brush on a canvas and made art. And that's what photography is, and that's what photography needs to be. Photography is okay. art. Guys, don't brush off that advice right there, okay? Boom. <laughs> no, I don't want to brush by that because that is, so, that is actually such a great analogy. No one asked Picasso what type of brush he has, okay? The brush is a brush is a brush. It doesn't matter if you have a Canon, a Nikon, or a Sony, a Fuji. It doesn't matter what camera gear. You can learn to take amazing photos with any of that gear. And this is why I'm so excited about our amazing membership community. That's the Photo Mentorship. If you're interested, you can check out thephotomentorship.com. But what it is, is it's... It's where you get unlimited access to all of our courses, all of our tutorials, all of our live trainings that we do exclusively for our photo mentorship students, and you get unlimited questions answered by expert photographers. It's truly what I wish that I had had when I was starting out 
in photography, whether I was a brand new beginner or even booking my first photography gigs, the photo mentorship truly is amazing. To be frank with you, and I'm not frank, I'm rich, but to be frank, <laughs> it's kind of like Netflix for learning photography where Ooh. there's no bad shows. Every show is pretty much a home run. So if you want to mm. learn photography, no matter if you're a hobbyist or a professional like me, I go on there and I learn Photoshop stuff all the time. Yeah, I mean, the photo mentorship is just incredible. And I love how there's not just me as a mentor, but there's five or six of us, you know, answering students' questions and giving them expert feedback and, you know, creating courses on our individual expertise. It's just truly amazing. I just, I wish that I'd had the photo mentorship when I was starting out. Well, hey, listen, we're about to dive into the essential gear that every photographer needs, but I want to let you know we have a companion download free ebook that has links to everything that we're going to mention here today on this podcast episode. If you want to download that ebook, just go to davidmolnar.com forward slash zero zero one. So that's davidmolnar.com forward slash zero zero one. And you can download the essential gear guide that every photographer needs. Okay, guys. It is a good time to be alive and it is a great time to be a photographer. You can get amazing cameras for four or $500 these days and these cameras are just absolutely incredible. When I started out, $1,000 cameras sucked. They yes. were awful. I mean, I would spend $1,000, $2,000 and I got horrible, horrible results and now you spend four. 500 bucks and you get great pictures. At this point in the future in time, the cheapness of the gear is not limiting your ability. Mm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, because when I was starting out 15 years ago, I think one of the first cameras I bought was a Nikon D70. And, you know, nothing against Nikon, they're, a, they're an amazing brand. It's just that, you know, the Nikons these days that are 400 bucks blow that camera out of the water. And I think I spent 12 or 1300 bucks on the camera body. And then I had to buy lenses and just the, the quality of those images were just horrific. So it is just an amazing time to be able to, it's an amazing time in history to be a photographer because you can take amazing photos with a $400 camera, truly professional quality images. So let's jump right in to the actual essential gear that every photographer needs. Here we go. So here's the essential gear. Number one, you need a camera, okay? You do need a camera, and preferably it's a camera uh, that was made in the last, you know, four or five years, okay? Now, it's okay if you have an older camera and it's still working great. I'm not saying that a, a nine-year-old camera couldn't work great, but, you know, my recommendation would be to have a camera that's, you know, within the last five years. And, and the reason is te technology gets so great. So, like, if you have, like, an eight, nine, ten-year-old camera, before you invest mm -hmm. more money into lenses and flash and stuff like that, I would recommend the image processor, the computer of your camera, of your camera gets so much smarter, you're able to do a lot of things like shoot in lower light and have a higher ISO. So mm. it's not necessary, but man, it's like getting a brand new car. You're like, oh, wow, they all have backup cameras. Oh, wow, mm. my, heat, my seat's heated. So there's a lot of great features right. and function, but it's not necessary if if you have exactly and, and the camera we're recommending actually isn't the newest camera it's just a great price starting point too if that yep. helps well it's a pretty new one but yeah but yeah you're right it's not the newest one that that's coming out that's awesome no that's great and that's a great analogy it's like do you need heated seats to get to your location no you don't are they nice to have when it's snowing out 
yes, they are. Okay, and so that that's a great analogy. The heated seats. You're welcome. You know? So a lot of the newer, the newer, yeah, that's awesome. We're turning up the heat here. That's awesome. And the other thing you need is you need a good versatile lens, a lens that can go from wide angle to zoomed in. Okay, from wide to zoomed in. And uh, yeah, and so it's a it's a zoom lens. A zoom lens is a lens that actually can zoom from wide to to you know to telephoto to up close, okay? A fixed lens is a lens, let's say like this, that doesn't actually zoom, it stays, like its focal length stays in place, okay? The second thing you need is you need a lens, okay, that can shoot in low light situations, all right? And so I'm just gonna go ahead and show this right now. This is the Nifty 50, okay? This lens, here's the Canon version. Uh, right here, this is the Sony version, and there's Nikon versions and probably a version for every single camera brand that's out there, okay? But um, the, the 50 millimeter lens um, allows you to open up the size of the hole that's inside the lens, which is called the aperture. Now we talk about this stuff extensively in the Master Your Camera course, which is available to all of our photo mentorship students, okay? But the way that it works, if you're watching this video podcast, all right, this is actually an old Nikon version of this, is that when you open up the aperture, which is the size of the hole, to a larger size, to a physically larger size like this, more light can come in to your frame to expose your camera sensor, and it allows you to capture pictures in lower light situations, like indoors, or in a gym, or just on a dark, cloudy day. So having a 50 millimeter lens or a lens like this that is fixed, that can allow you to open up your aperture to a large physical size, okay? That will allow you to shoot in lower light situations. So one of the first recommendations that I'm gonna make is that you guys get a nifty 50 lens. And the good news is it's pretty inexpensive. You can find these lenses for around 125 bucks uh, current, current current price now prices fluctuate <laughs> currently pri prices fluctuate in a couple of years from now you're like why is it seven hundred dollars I'm like inflation yeah. you know um, but anyways the fifty millimeter lens is a very inexpensive lens and it is amazing it's an amazing quality lens this is the fifty millimeter one point eight millimeter lens and um, or f one point eight and it, it's an amazing lens for low quality, sorry not whoa, low quality whoa. for low light yeah whoa yeah, I love low blunder. I love low quality edit, photos edit, <laughs> I love low quality photos. That's why I like to shoot with my iPhone a whole lot. Oh Boom. gosh, Apple! Just um, kidding, Apple. We love you. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's it's a good idea to stay at twelve megapixels for like eight years. It's good. It's good. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, I do love the iPhone. It's awesome. I wrote a book called iPhone Only Photography years ago. It's 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 a wonderful thing. It's a camera that you always have in your pocket available to you. But it's not as good quality as even like a camera like this, you know, Rebel T six. Okay, so let's go ahead and, and, and look at a couple other things here. So we've got, I'm gonna take this off the tripod if I can, turn, turn this around. Here is a you know Rebel T6. This camera came out a couple years ago at this point and it has a, um, a kit lens on it. It goes from 18 over here to 55, okay? Now anything below 50 millimeters is technically um, you know, a little bit wider, okay? You know, typically the way that it works is any uh, lower number on your zoom lens is gonna be a wider angle lens. And as you get above 50 millimeters, it's going to start zooming in, okay? And getting you closer to your subject at that point. So the beautiful thing about this lens, the kit lens that comes with a lot of your cameras, uh, typically, you know, like it comes in a $400 camera kit, 
for something like the Canon Rebel T7 um, is that it can go wide angle and it can zoom in, which is wonderful because it's versatile. But here's the catch. Rich, what's the catch on this on this type of lens? Do you like the aperture? The aperture on that lens does is not great, which means a not a lot of light can go into the camera because the aperture is high, meaning the hole is small, meaning less light comes in. So when less light comes in, you get a worse depth of field. You get a lot more limitations. Yeah, you have a lot of limitations. So the, the thing about this lens that so many of you guys have uh, that comes with your camera, you know, whether it's the Canon, Nikon, or Sony, there's like this 18 to 55 version or something very similar, um, is that, in, in a quick synopsis is this, is that it's inexpensively made and it is great for outdoor photos. So if you're shooting landscapes or if you're shooting portraits or anything outdoors where light is good, this lens, this kit lens, the 18-55, works great when there is good light. But it sucks in low light situations. That's the easiest way to explain it because the physical like size of the hole inside the lens cannot open up very large. Okay, so and there's some other factors that we won't go super well, into at this moment. I'm, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to kind of argue with you for a second because it's my favorite. Go for it. Um, like Love I'm a firm argument. believer that like that lens is only good at 18 or 55. Like all the other variables mm. in between are pretty much garbage. Um, and that's not me being mean. That's just from experience. Even my L series lenses, my 7200, I only like at 70 or 200. I just feel like I get, oh, I get a lot sharper of an image all the way. Like if I'm at 160 compared to 200. I'm learning something new here, folks. Yeah, I mean, Rich Coleman's a genius. Try that out. Like when you're going back and looking at your raw files in Lightroom, you're like, mm. I almost always go with the one that's zoomed all the way in or all the way out. Mm. And I don't know if it's because the mechanics are tighter and it's actually not moving. I don't know if it's just like another mm. variable for like that camera shake. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know that I've ever like put words to it or actually ever realized that, but you're probably right. Probably most of the images that I think are the sharpest and like kind of the clearest, best quality are probably at those maximums or minimums, like the 18 or the 55 or the 70 or the 200, if it's a 70 to 200 millimeter lens. Point being is this same lens right here can go wide angle at 18 and you can zoom all the way in at 55. And it's gonna be good for outdoor portraits or portraits or you know photos in good light, but it's not gonna be good when there's low light. So if you're trying to use that lens and you're trying to shoot photos indoors, you're gonna be a little bit, you're gonna be limited in the amount of light that you can allow to expose your images sensor inside of your camera. So it's a little bit, there's just some bigger limitations um, to that 18 to 55 lens. But that's when you bring in the 50 millimeter um, fixed lens. So anytime you get a fixed lens like this, there's less moving parts. And what these lenses, like what the manufacturers can do in these lenses is allow for you to have a larger aperture size allowing more light to come in. So if you're watching this live, you can see that you know at this moment, this is about what that kit lens will allow you to do it. It'll, it'll allow this much light in. But the fixed lens, like a 50, will allow you to go here, which lets a lot more light in. And so the reason I recommend this is be, this lens is because it's very inexpensive. It, quite frankly, it's the same lens that I used starting out to shoot probably the first 10 professional um, photo shoots that I did, including weddings kind of all over the country. 
Um, I used this, you know, 125, it was probably a hundred dollars back then, uh, lens and got great quality portraits and got hired to shoot weddings, um, like all over the world because of photos that I shot with this $125 lens that allowed me to shoot in low light situations. And what's the other most amazing things, uh, thing that you can do when you shoot, uh, wide open or at a large size aperture. What's one of the other main benefits for you, Rich? I like the shallow depth of field, meaning that creamy Boom. that creamy background, or people call it bokeh. Um, mm-hmm. Just a softer image. The amount of light comes in gives you a lot shallower of a depth of field, meaning the model or the bride or the subject or the fruit will be in focus and everything behind it will be nice and soft and blurry on purpose. So that's why... Mm professionals and I'll say semi pros, we have this problem all the time where we'll shoot too low. We'll, we'll like go the wrong way. We're like, I'm mm, going to shoot everything right. at 1.2 because I can. And then we miss focus and then we get mad at our gear because we did something wrong. But yes, we love the fact that it can go to such a low aperture. It just kind of gives you extra time, extra performance in your camera because your ISO isn't so high and it just lets you get what's in your head out on paper. And that's why we like shooting with a lower aperture. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um, talk a little bit about what he means by lower aperture. So, with aperture, um, and this is something we teach and demonstrate extensively in that Master Your Camera course I was talking about. But like this lens right here is a uh, 50 millimeter 1.8, and what that means is that the physical size of the hole, um, when it's the largest, is at 1.8. Okay, and as the hole gets smaller the number is actually getting larger. So it's the exact opposite of what you would expect, you know, the numbers to, to be, you know, correlated. So basically it's this, when you're talking about aperture, which is the size of the hole in your lens, that smaller number is actually a larger hole. Okay. And the larger aperture or F stop number, it's actually a smaller hole, which allows less light to come in. Okay, so when we say shoot at an f 1.8 or buy that 50 millimeter f 1.8, we're saying that because the lens allows you to open up the size of the hole inside the lens to a larger size, which allows you to shoot in lower light situations and spoiler alert, allows you to blur the background more while keeping your subjects crisp and in focus. Man, that'd be a great lens to give away. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of which, let's talk about what we're going to be giving away as the essential starter <laughs> kit. What you want to do it? We're, Rich, we're going to give a, we're we going to give away? away the Canon T7 and its kit lens. Is it eighteen to fifty five? Is that right? Boom. I need like yep. I need like a DJ board like full of sounds. That would be so fun for me. Yeah. Whoa, 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 mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Well, production production will increase in episode two. <laughs> I want you know? I want a fog machine or else. <laughs> um, so we're giving away that yeah. camera, which is an awesome camera. I, I've I reviewed it for the photo mentorship. And like the whole time I was telling our students, like I started with an XTI that sucked and this thing is great. Like, Oh, it's incredible. Oh, it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like I flew to California to shoot a wedding and I had two XTIs, which are like it's 10 year old little or older brother and 10, yeah. 10 year old version of yeah, 10 or 15 year version. Yeah. It's just way back. Yeah. And it was, we were seven when it came out. (laughs) I wish I'm getting old. I'm going to die soon. Um, but Oh, I was able to go and shoot all over the country with a Canon XTI, and like I kind of had to be like afraid of that when somebody showed up at the wedding with a better camera than me. Like the uncle had a better camera, I'd like hide it or put gaff tape over the mm. logo. But now that T7 
is a freaking phenomenal camera. Like it's so stupid how well it performs. And that's not me. It makes me so oh, mad. We gave away we gave away an Ari yesterday, so it's not like we're camera shaming or like bolstering yeah. this camera. It's just like unbelievable what you can get value wise. Like when I value rated that, I yeah. was like, this is a five out of five stars, but if I could give it seven, I'd give it seven. Like you're getting yeah. so much punch packed into a little camera. It's it's kind of unbelievable. So we're giving that away mm-hmm. and the fifty. 50 millimeter, 50 millimeter lens, lens that we we're just talking that about. We love. Yep. And last, but so you're getting these two things: so the camera lens that comes with it, and this 50 millimeter lens, and what else? And a speed light, the Yunyuo YN560 for speed light. David, and another thing every photographer needs is a flash. When you don't have enough available light and it's dark outside, there are times where you have to have a little pop of light. That's absolutely correct, Rich. And the thing is, is you don't want to ever use, or at least I say never use it. You can argue with me if you want. But I'd say never use that pop-up flash that's on your camera. I, I can't stand it. It gives you red eye um, in your subjects, and it just looks like this flash, harsh light that's coming from this small light source, and it just frankly does not look good. So what you want to get is you want to get a speed light. So it's an external flash. There's one that we're going to talk about in just a minute that connects to the top of your camera in what's called the hot shoe. And that flash is amazing because it can add supplemental light to a dark room or a situation where there just is not a lot of good natural light. And the cool thing about a speed light uh, and this external flash is that you can angle it, point it towards the ceiling, bounce it off, uh, the ceiling or bounce it off of a wall like Rich does very well. And you can create a beautiful ambient light that looks and feels natural without it creating this harsh, disgusting, bright light shining directly in someone's face. Number one, it's kind of everything you need to start a business, but it's everything yep. you need to learn. Photography, photography business. Yeah. Contractor. That's how you become a mechanic. You just buy a really <laughs> good camera. This is the hammer that you use to start your contracting business. Yes. You know what I mean? No, that's uh, plastic. It will break. But yeah, it's 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 exciting, and I, I'm I'm excited for whoever wins it to share some pictures they took and to watch them. Oh grow. yeah, it's so fun because I mean, with that setup right there, it, it's going to take you a while to outgrow that into our next category, which is coming up. But it's like super fun to watch somebody win that. I love giving away stuff. We should do it every yeah. week. Oh, we are going to give away stuff every single week, every live week, here live. on the podcast. Uh. You got right, right comments. What do you want? Do you want tripods? Do you want bags? Do you want memory cards? Do you, what do you want? Cause I'm, I'm going to buy it on David's credit yeah. card and send it to you. <laughs> I'm even going to send like some of our favorite listeners, like a blue V-neck, my favorite blue V-neck. That's what we should do. Um, but we'll give them camera gear too, you know, but I mean, this is pretty essential camera gear. We'll have to put a link for people to be able to get that. Um, That'd be funny. but, yeah, uh, but yeah, so we could see what sells yeah, more awesome. black can- or blue. Ooh, mm, competition. Prob- probably, probably mine would blew it out of the water uh. or blew yours out of the water. There you go. There's a, there's those muscles. Love it. Love it. Okay. So the essential camera starter kit is just simply getting, you know, your camera with a, with a, um, uh, kit, kit lens. lens. And now there's the Nikon version and the Sony version as well. And in the, uh, the companion essential gear guide that we're going to make available for download on davidmolnar.com forward slash zero zero one. By the time this I, this episode airs on iTunes, it's about the equivalent um, of a Nikon D three thousand five hundred or Sony A six thousand. 
so Rich has done a great job um, getting together this this uh, ebook with all like kind of with our essential gear guide stuff, and it has comparisons. So if you're a Nikon shooter, it shows you okay. If we were talking about a Canon camera, here's all the com- here's all the comparable lenses and gear specifically for Nikon and specifically for Sony, etc. So it's going to be really amazing. So if you haven't downloaded that gear guide and uh, and you're listening to this, go to davidmolino.com forward slash zero zero one because this is episode one all right so that's the essential gear essential um, essentially that's like right the, the starting the starting out and then we have what's the what's our next level after that? the next level would be the semi-pro kit which mm. i think yeah kit. i mean it's the semi-pro to pro kit like with the semi-pro kit we're about to talk about you should be able to shoot anything your gear is 100 percent not limiting you at this point it's mm. just other stuff would be nice, I will say. What would be limiting you at this point? What would limit me at this point? I mean, I don't even... Not you. Like, what would limit... <laughs> you're just on I your would just list. like, yeah. you know, better glass. Like, you, you'll hear me say that a lot, mm. and that's just uh, good glass in the lens, sharp images, you know, things like that. Or more mm. like, more features. Like, okay, I have a backup camera and heated seats, but do I want air conditioning seats too? Do I want a mm. heated steering wheel? Should mm. I get a sunroof? Like that's what that's what we're talking about here. I'm already driving mm. a Lexus. I'm just trying to get it decked out. So we're mm. gonna talk about this semi pro. Do you drive a Lexus? No, I drive a Kia, bro. Oh, wow. I work for you. I drive a Kia. Okay. So hey. <laughs> no, but we're gonna talk about the semi pro kit. Give this guy a raise. Yeah. Well, or just a job. <laughs> you pick. But uh, we're gonna talk yeah. about the semi pro kit, and this is around three thousand dollars. So everything we're talking to you now. Now we just went from six hundred dollars. To three thousand. Yeah, this whole this whole kit is about six hundred bucks. Yes, right. Correct. Yeah. So the next okay. set of gear we're talking about is going to be more like three thousand, but that fifty millimeter lens comes with you. That flash comes with you. So the mm. cool thing about sticking and having brand um, like continuity, yeah, continuity or like sticking with it, love is that the lenses mm-hmm. are compatible and you can keep it can grow with you. Um, but right da- for the most part, Dave, I, I want you to talk about this camera cause you say something pretty funny about this camera. Um, so the semi pro kit camera, do you remember what that is? Yes. It's the 60 Mark two. Yes. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> I was like, I don't have it in front of no, me. No, you're good. You can, you can pull up the gear guide. You can pull up the gear guide in front of you. I, I have it. I have it. I was just fly. testing you. I was just testing you. Okay. Sweet. I mean, you sweet, can share sweet. my screen. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, sure. It's this. It's the 60 Mark II, and I actually was thinking about that this morning. I forgot to bring it to my uh, studio, but um, it's the camera that I bought uh, specifically for my wife and I to keep at the house at all times. Because there's sometimes I don't bring my camera from the studio back to the house, but we have the 60 Mark II available at all times, and so I do. I actually have done a lot of professional shoots with the 60 Mark II. And we shoot all of our, you know, portraits around the house, or if we, you know, go to the beach or something like that. That's our go-to camera um, for uh, photographing, you know, our lives. And, you know, like I said, quite frankly, I've done lots and lots of professional shoots with the 60 Mark II as well. So one of the big differences between the 60 Mark II and a camera like your um, Canon Rebel T7 or T6 or XTI, whatever, um, is that the um, the these rebels are cropped sensors. Okay. Now I don't want to take a lot of time talking about crop sensors, but essentially what it does is if you have, you know, if your picture on a full frame camera, um, 
like a 5D Mark IV or this new 6D Mark II that we're talking about or the Canon R um, or the Nikon or Canon uh, Sony equivalents is that, you know, if, imagine if this is your picture right here on a full frame camera. Well, the crop sensor is literally going to crop. Are you, are you about to give, give me a demonstration? I, well, yeah, look I'm, at, Rich, I'm a, look I'm at Rich's stop. screen. Can you see me? I don't know if you can see me, but. Yep. So this is your yeah, crop sensor. This is your T7, T7i, XTI. T6, whatever letters Canon want to make, and this is your full right. frame sensor. So if you look at them compared right. to each it's other, larger. you're getting a lot more information. You're getting a lot mm -hmm. more colors. You're getting a lot more contrast. You're getting a lot more blacks. Mm. So you're getting a lot mm. more data on your sensor, which is like film. So when you hear us talk about sensor, it used to be film that the shutter open, light burns the image onto film. Now the shutter opens and information gets put on your sensor. So you can either have a crop right. sensor or a full frame sensor. So that's like a, a right. really quick visual for crop sensor and full frame. So I had to rip post-it notes in two different colors to get that for you, but I did it. No, I love it, man. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you did that. That's uh, that's that's amazing. So um, yeah, that, that that that's a great visual. And for those of you guys who are just listening, we essentially had a bigger post-it note and a smaller version of a different color posted note so that you can see that one camera is recording more information and the other one is recording less. Um, it's literally cropping the picture in closer. Um, so that, that's also just another way to think about it's it. It's a crop, it's and a crop so, ton less information. Yeah, it's a crop ton, man. Uh, well, <laughs> this, this podcast episode is getting really crappy, you know, hopefully, hopefully we don't get, hopefully we don't get crappy reviews. Leave us a review on iTunes. Please. Don't make it a crappy yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Oh, okay. So the 60 Mark II is a full frame camera. And quite frankly, it's, um, you know, it's, it's actually newer than my 5D Mark IV, which is kind of like my workhorse camera. Um, it's the one that, you know, I shoot album covers and, and stuff like that with. But the 60 Mark II, if I was to say what is the best bang for your buck, I would say that it is the 60 um, Mark II. So the 60 Mark II is an amazing camera, and it really, here's the thing: it's a it's a it's a full frame camera, and it has an amazing amount of megapixels, an amazing quality. It's great for focusing, and it's just you know super super incre super incredible. Um, I think the 60 Mark II as a Canon camera, now we can talk about the equivalents for the Nikon and the Sony as well. We talk about that extensively inside the gear guide, um, but I think that the 60 Mark II for Canon is kind of the best bang for your buck, okay? Um, the, you know, it's around $1,500 more or less. It's kind of gone up and down right around that range. Um, maybe it's a little less at the moment, but I just think it's an amazing value because keep in mind when I bought my 5D Mark IV, which is a full frame camera, it was like $3,700 when I bought it a few years ago, okay? So the 60 Mark II is absolutely incredible. Currently, what else cur do we currently have? $1,399 on bnhphoto.com. Boom, boom sauce. That's awesome. uh, well, we also have that same flash because I will say that I hate Canon and Nikon flashes because they don't work. Um, sorry if that makes me a mean guy, but <laughs> they just don't work as good as this Yonyo flash that I love. Um, so there's that, that's, that same flash from that Yong, you know, um, flash. And then there's a little bit of an upgrade for the 50 millimeter lens on this kit. Now, David, have you ever okay. owned the 51 4? I have, but I don't currently have it in, in my possession. I have, I have owned and broke that lens three or four times. So true really? story. I probably owned that lens and repurchased it more than any other lens I've ever owned. Um, it's great. The okay. 51 four, 
I, I mean, I'm going to be mean for a second, David. It's not an L mm. lens, but you give me that 51.4 or the 51.2, I'm going to give you yeah. a pretty similar result. I don't think there's – for it to be a $1,600 price difference, I don't think there's $1,600 of difference in that camera lens. Is that – Are you challenging me to a shoot-off, Rich? Is that what you're doing? I, I might be. I'm game. I'm game if you're game. I just – I think it's <laughs> I think it's ridiculous that, that fun. the 1.2 is so expensive compared to the 1.4, and I get Ooh. great results. Now, it's a big jump from the 1.8 to the 1.4 as far as quality. Mm. Not the biggest jump in the world – in my opinion, having owned all three of these lenses from the one four to the one two. Okay. All right. All right. I get, all right. Challenge game let's on. Let's do game on. Ch- challenge accepted. Um, let's do this. Let's like one of the, one of the coming up episodes we should do, like we'll shoot the best portrait we can um, from, uh, I think, I think the students would think it was fun too. Like we'll shoot the best. I'll shoot the best portrait I can with the 51 two. <laughs> and you shoot the best portrait you can with the fifty-one-four. Same camera. And then we'll let our we'll, we'll let our say, which camera are we using? I don't care. We'll use a Mark IV. Or oh, okay. we'll use a T7. Cool. That'd be even funner, more fun. Ooh, yeah. Or something like that, like okay. something obtainable. And we should maybe do it in Norway. We'll hire the same model, same day, same lighting situation. Ooh, that would be fun. That'd be a fun, like a shoot off, a shoot off challenge, a live shoot off. How I got the shot challenge. Boom, love it. So that the, so the, those how I got the shot episodes are available to our TPM, which stands for the photo mentorship students. So we have episodes where we actually show you step by step how we actually took a photo. So that's it. That that challenge will be aired there. Challenge accepted. We're going to Norway. Challenge accepted. I love Hear that. Hear that, Tammy? He said so we're going great. to Norway three times in this episode. <laughs> so Tammy, let us go to Norway. Yeah. No, my wife, my wife and I were like trying to we're trying to figure out dates for when Rich and I can go to Norway and my wife can watch all four kids by herself. Um, so I'm not going to publicly say which, what, what dates those are, but we're really excited about that. Can you tell us your address, I, too? I mean, why we're at it. <laughs> yes, and my social security number is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, so we're, we're going to go to Norway, um, hopefully in a couple months from now or less than a couple months from now, and film a new course, a new landscape photography course that will be available to all of our photo mentorship students um, as just part of their membership. And, uh, and then I guess we're going to do a shoot-off now to see, you know, to do this lens thing. Um, so that sounds like, and we're going to give something away. The winner gets to pick who gives something away. Why not? Always, always. Maybe we'll give away the, the, the one four or something like that. There we go. The the Canon 51 four. And so the next lens, uh, do you have this lens rich or do I just have it? I hate it. The, you hate it? I hate that. Really? Isn't that that funny? I just don't, I've owned it and got rid of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, you know, so I, I never had the older version of it, but the version two of the Canon 24 to 70 millimeter lens, I am just in love with. It's, uh, quite frankly, it's pretty, pretty freaking incredible. Um, here, here it is. Here's the, the 24 to 70. So it goes 24 and it goes all the way over here to 70. And on a full frame camera like this, I'm going to kind of repeat this, a full frame camera, 50 millimeters, you know, like that 50 millimeter lens is what you and I see with our eyes. It's not zoomed in and it's not zoomed out. So 50 millimeters is, is like normal focal range. It's like when you're talking to someone across the table, you're looking, your eyes are basically 50 millimeters. Now, the moment you start going to a lower number, it starts going wider. So if you go to 49, which is one millimeter less than 50, it starts getting a little bit wider. Now, the moment you start zooming in a little bit or you go to a higher number, like 51 millimeters, that's when it starts zooming in a little teeny bit. 
and uh, you start getting closer to your subject. So it's as if you were leaning in across the table getting closer, right? So the 24 to 70, what it does is it goes as wide as 24, which is great for landscapes, it's incredible. And, um, and it can zoom in to 70, which is not like a crazy up-close zoom, but it's enough that it's perfect for portraits. But here is the, the zinger, okay? The, the glass, the quality is just incredible. Now, do you need it to take pro-quality photos? Heck no. I didn't actually have this lens until about three or four years ago, okay? Um, I, took, I took images um, for all sorts of places. I shot my first you know, like probably 10 weddings with the kit lens that I'm recommending to you, just an older version of it. So it was even crappier. So basically the lenses and, and cameras and stuff we're recommending to you now, it's like you're in such better shape than we were when we started out, you know, well over a decade ago. Okay, so this lens is incredible. Here's the, fa here's the, the kicker, is that on, the, on the, um, the kit lens that comes, you know, in the starter kit, here's the thing. You know, I said it's limited on the, the size of the aperture, the size of the hole, like the amount of light that this lens lets in. Um, the limitations on this lens are that its maximum aperture is, uh, what is it, 3.5? It's 3.5 it's to 5.6. It's 3.5 when it's zoomed out wide, meaning you can open up the hole to a medium-ish size hole at 3.5, not medium, but a little better than medium size hole at 3.5, but when it's all the way zoomed in, it's going to automatically limit you to having the maximum, the most light it will let in is a smaller hole at 6.5. And so what, what that means is as you zoom in, if you're like in a gym and you're photographing, you know, your kid's volleyball game or whatever it is, and you're zooming in, it's basically like the, the, the low light quality is getting worse and worse with a lens like this indoors. That's why I say it's not a good indoor lens. Guess what, folks? The 24 to 70, it's expensive. You know, 15, 16, 1700 bucks, whatever the price is now, it is expensive. But the, keep in mind, we're recommending this for the semi-pro. Those of you guys who have an you know, extra budget to spend for you know, photography gear, maybe you're making some money on the weekends and you can't invest, I, don't, I do not recommend going in debt for photography gear. I do not recommend that, okay? Um, now, I, I get it. There's certain circumstances where you need to get a loan out and pay it off really quickly. I understand. But I don't recommend getting in a ton of debt or if you're like me, David, if your wife won't let you buy stuff, that is not how you want to sell, that's not, sell that's, stuff on that's eBay. not how you want to get in trouble. Like, hey, what is that box? Oh, yeah. it's a $1,600 lens. That just goes bad, in my personal opinion. Right. The hardest, the, yeah, the, the, the roughest part of my marriage this last year, David, has been all these B&H packages coming to my house and my wife just assuming. <laughs> she's like, uh, <laughs> why is there a B&H box here? And I'm like, it's David. It's free. You know, it's just, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. I didn't we have almost, to pay for we that. We almost got a divorce, 000, like, but it's fine. Thanks. Thanks for that. Okay. Well, glad I could ruin slash save your marriage. Yeah, welcome. Not really sure. I don't know. Um, but the 24 to 70 is great for low light situations. It's fantastic because the maximum aperture is 2.8, which is a pretty large size hole. Okay. 2.8 and it's consistently. So regardless of whether you're zoomed out to 24 or if you are zoomed in to 70, it allows you to shoot at that consistent larger aperture size, which allows more light to come in, which means better for low light, regardless of whether you're zoomed in or you're zoomed out. So this is just a fantastic quality lens. You know how, you know, well, this isn't the sole factor, but you know how you know if it's a quality lens, if it's heavy, okay? Um, now, I love the 50 millimeter, but it's like, you know, a couple ounces versus like, throw, oh, throw them both in the air. Like I want to see throw them both in the air at the same time. <laughs> no. 
Oh gosh. Um, no, but this one, like you do curls with this 24 to 70, it's going to be like, you're going to be tired. You do curls with this. You're going to be like, yeah, it's fine. You know, like no big deal. Cause it's, it's, it's light. Um, so yeah, the 24 to 70 is an amazing quality lens. All right, let's go for then. Is there anything else you want to say on that? Nope. Um, the pro, this, the pro, the pro okay. level, our next level is more of like what me and David actually have in our bag. And that's kind of how the, the book is kind of designed. It's kind of showing you that. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got it up on the screen for, for folks. We have, um, you know, David's favorite cameras and we have Rich's favorite cameras um, up here, we have David's picks. And so I, like my favorite camera, my workhorse camera is the Canon 5D Mark IV. Um, you know, it's an amazing camera, but Rich prefers an even newer camera. Which one do you prefer, Rich? I love the Canon EOS R. It's Canon's uh, first full-frame mirrorless camera. The new one comes out in June or July. Uh, but it is amazing at grabbing focus and tracking so I, mm. I love it. Um, it's weird. There's a lot of weird things that you have to get over, kind of like when you switch from PC to Apple. But mm. after you get used to it, you just nail focus every time. And I'm very, very pleased and excited about the future. If the future is great now, the future in three years is going to be even better. Brenda, Brenda Butler said, isn't the 24 to 70 the one you broke while doing a video? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. For those of you guys who are in the photo mentorship, we like to show our mistakes too. And when I was filming my... Uh, landscape photography 101 course. I literally had, uh, I was on the hill of a vent on the side of a vineyard and one of my tripod legs um, like was pointing in not a safe direction and literally fell and the camera went whoosh, and it literally broke the lens um, while on camera. And we just left that in the course because it was like, this is real life. Don't make this mistake. Don't have your tripod in an unstable position um, ever. You know, and I was a little distracted because I was trying to teach at the same time, so I maybe wasn't paying as close of attention um, to uh, the tripod legs. But that is the one that I broke. But thankfully, um, Canon's amazing, and uh, we got it fixed. So always check out the always check out all, the legs. You got to look at the legs, 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 <laughs> legs first. <laughs> legs are super important. Rich is a Rich, I'm a leg guy. Rich is a tripod. He's a legs guy yeah. for the tripods. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, um, I'm more of a. <laughs> You're more of a body guy. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say a ball guy because it's like the ball head, you know. But anyways, man, this this episode just got explicit. Just got quick. rated. Yeah, I explicit. love it. Yeah. We got, we got you could be the ball quick. guy all you want. Uh, I'm fine being the leg guy. Linda asked, are you a leg man, Rich? And he said, yes, he sure is. My you wife know? did take dance for um, 20 years. That's all I'm saying. Mm, yep. She's got a leg up on the competition. Um. I'm a Lego guy, you know, because I'm always stepping on Legos. Literally last night, as I was like putting my kids to bed, I was like sweeping the floor of Legos just so I could like walk through. There the, is no worse you know, torture than walking kid. through a dark room fully and confidently and then <laughs> stepping on a toy. Oh, I'd rather stub my oh, toe on Lego times. specifically. Oh man, it's the worst. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like oh, in yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, layers yeah. of hell. Legos on the floor, wood floor. Oh yeah, Lego. Um, all right, well, so. You are a Canon R guy, which is awesome. Like we talked about my top three lenses. Well, we talked about the first one, the Canon 24 to 70, um, which is the 2.8 lens. Um, and what's your favorite go-to lens, Rich? The 100 macro. I love this. It's right here as David disappears. Um, this is my favorite lens. I use it for pictures all the time. I just took David's family photos and I only used this lens. And Tammy just posted family picture, or like I love David Monar Valentine's pictures. 
and this is the lens that she used. My wife likes me. She wants to keep me. Well, I was just stoked. She used my pictures. It makes me feel good and like happy. I was like, okay. So this is the lens right here. I overuse it to death. It's my favorite yep. lens, and it's also pretty inexpensive. Brand new. It's six ninety nine from B and H. This is like the best what? value lens. This lens should be. I like this more than the fifty one too. And I've got it as well. Yeah, I mean, love oh, I love it. It's great for portraits. It's great for macro. It's great. For, it's like a, the most versatile lens because it's macro. I it's can, kind of a, I can focus on something yeah. close, and then the bride walks, and then I can shoot mm. her, and I don't have to change anything. It's pretty sweet. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the kind of the best kept secret lenses as well. I, I should have put this on my list because I like it too, but it's one of those ones where I forget to use it for portraits and stuff because it's a macro. So you think you just need to be shooting the details yeah. of like the ring, like if you want those up close photos of like the ring or something like that, or, you know, a bee or whatever it is, um, you can use this lens for it, but it's amazing for portraits and it's a 2.8. So it just shoots And it has image stabilization, well. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a stable idea. All right, so my next lens on the list is the Canon 50-85mm 1.2. Now, keep in mind, there is the Nikon and the Sony versions of all these. Here is that 85 1.2. It is heavy. It might even be heavier than that um, than that 24 to 70. Uh, I'm not sure. There's a lot more. But it's more the, the, the glass is a lot thicker than that 85. Oh, yeah. It's so and, and there's a, some newer versions. This one, I think I bought gosh, eight or nine years ago. And that's the beautiful thing about lenses, folks, is that sometimes you'll update your, I should say this, not sometimes, you'll typically update your cameras more often than you will your lenses. Like I've had this lens, I think for like a decade. Yeah, all my you know, lenses, I think all I've my had lenses this are pretty lens old. For probably like, yeah, you know, and I know Canon's coming out with some new RF lenses and, and stuff too, so I might have to consider some upgrades. But, you know, this is a very expensive lens. I think it was 1800 bucks or so when I bought it uh, a decade ago. So I don't know what the current price is of it. It may have even gone down. It's I'm actually sure. 1900 right lasts. now on B&H Photo, version two. Nice. Oh, so this is probably the version one. Yes. I think. It is. You know, and it was a little bit slow to focus. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the version two is this, quicker. Version two is a lot faster. I've used both. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's almost as fast. Yeah, this, almost this, as fast as the 100. Will that lens make me a better photographer, Rich? Um, no, but it'll make you a, a less frustrated photographer. <laughs> that's the nice thing about getting the heated seats in the new cars. It makes you less frustrated. So the yes. version two might be something I need to consider, but it's not necessary because this lens is freaking shoots. The background looks like butter. And when I say butter, I say butter cause it's like beautiful. All right. So, uh, what's your second favorite lens, Rich? The 50 one, two or the Sigma. Honestly, Ooh. yeah, I'm, I'm a 50. Uh, I actually have the Sigma right here. I'm a huge Sigma fan. Canon should be severely mm. embarrassed about how well, Sigma's doing this. This lens <laughs> severely embarrassed. This is like a eight hundred dollar lens compared to Canon's sixteen seventeen hundred. Yes, yeah, so it's half the price, yeah. and this is a sharper lens. Um, I've actually done a, a, a comparison before with all the fifties, mm. and this mm. was the fastest focusing and the sharpest image. Ooh. So we can. That's right. another challenge well, we can do. And this thing's heavy as well, this, Sigma... this thing's heavy as a mo too, man. This is a this is all there. And it's the art series. Now, Sigma 10, 15 years ago was like Takino. It was kind of scary, kind of like that old Canon camera. But now, if it's an art series, has that little A on it, this is a equivalent to an L series lens because of that art series. Ooh, so it's A-OK. It's A-OK. Um, okay. okay. All right, awesome. We're, we're, we're bringing this in, and we're going to give away that camera kit in just a minute. Boom. And so my next my next lens that I love is the Canon seventy to two hundred 
millimeter 2.8 L series. Now, all three of the lenses that I've been talking about that I recommend for the pro level are L series lenses, um, which is Canon's high end series. You know, so for Sigma, it's the A or the Art series. For Nikon, it's the Nike. What is it? What is it? Is is it their, Nikkor? Well, Nikkor is one of their is one of their things, but I think it's it's like the gold. I think it's like the S or something like that. So, sorry, Rich and I are not native Nikon shooters. Neither of us are, but we've, we've demonstrated a lot of them. We love them. They're great cameras. It's just once you start investing in a specific camera brand, you start, you know, you keep on investing in that brand. So, both Rich and I just happen to do that. But again, nobody asked Picasso what brush, brand brush he used. That's right. They just brushed it off as, as, as that he was brilliant. But he probably used, but he, hey, let's, he, probably, hey, he probably used a Canon brush. I mean, let's be real. Hey, you know what? Let's zoom in on what's important right now, okay? And that is this next lens recommendation. It is the Canon uh, 70 to 200 millimeter. I love how you. Lens. I love how you had to say uh like that's not the only, like what else would it be? Like you said uh like you didn't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm on the air. I'm nervous. It's my first podcast episode. I'm just learning how to do this. Talking on air. What stuff. other white lenses um, do you have? I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. Uh, that wasn't a racist comment. This 7200 millimeter lens is white, Bro, like wow. with black rings around it. <laughs> just, just saying. Just saying. Um, anyways, uh, we don't discriminate. Um, most of my lenses are black. Like all sorts yeah, of, you're right. I like all sorts of color lenses, right? Um, so anyways, this, this camera lens is amazing. It is very he um, heavy, but it can zoom out to 70, which is actually the range that this 24 to 70 leaves off on. So at 70, you are... <laughs> Rich, you can't private message me. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep us above. Rich is private, private messaging me jokes like while I'm on air. This is I this have is no like idea what he's highly, talking about. Highly inappropriate jokes. Uh, uh, yeah, nope, nope. Uh, anyways, we are not... <laughs> anyways, okay, so this lens zooms into 70 millimeters and... Um, and this lens starts at 70 and zooms into 200. And remember, anything above 50 millimeters, um, you know, is actually getting you closer, getting you zoomed in. So at 70, you're a little bit closer to the camera. At 200, you're like real close, okay? And, um, and it's fantastic for portraits, for shooting family portraits, for shooting headshots. It's, you know, it's a 2.8 maxim <clears throat> maximum aperture. So it's great for indoors. It's great for shooting weddings. It's my go-to for shooting wedding receptions. And well, actually I should say more wedding ceremonies. Um, it's just, it's a fantastic lens and uh, it's really great quality. It's also good for shooting wildlife. It's also good for shooting sporting events because it can go to that maximum aperture of 2.8, which is actually a larger size hole. Because with aperture, remember, the larger hole is actually the smaller number. So 2.8 is good. It allows you to shoot in low light and it allows you to blur that background and have that buttery background with sharp, crisp yeah, and, images. And on this pro level, like all my, uh, the, the worst aperture I have or the biggest hole I have is 2.8. So that's like, personally, yeah. that's the worst. I don't have anything worse than a 2.8 lens. And that's kind of like the right. unwritten rule. Like you're like, oh, is it 2.8? Okay, I'll buy it. Um, and that's funny because right. my, la my last lens is also a wedding lens. Um, it's the Canon 16 to 35. It is the only zoom lens that I own and I use it mm. for wedding receptions a lot and I use it for landscapes. I, when I went to Iceland, I kept shooting this and I didn't think I would, but I just love how wide 16 can look without getting the edges super distorted. So the 16 to 35 
is a very wide lens to 35, mm-hmm. which is still wider than your native, like you, you see with your eyes. So at 35, it's still wide. And then it goes to 16, which is amazingly wide. And it's just 2.8 all the way through. It's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so to be clear, what we're saying is that all of our lenses that we recommend, um, for the pro level, they have a maximum aperture of at least 2.8. Okay. And some of them, as you can see, like the Canon 85 1.2 over here, um, this one has a, um, 1.2, um, maximum aperture. And so does the Canon 50 millimeter over here. It has a 1.2 maximum aperture. So for pro level, you know, gear, it's going to be at least 2.8. And if it's a zoom lens, like something like this, we want to see, um, that 2.8 maximum aperture. We don't want the aperture to be changing or for it to be limiting you, um, for those pro level lenses. Sweet. So there we go. Well, let's, let's blow through some of these last things quickly just to show them that what's coming, like tease them a little bit. Okay. And then we can okay. let's get to the giveaway. Like I want to give away this camera. I'm, yeah, we gotta I'm, we gotta do I'm, that. We gotta do that. In a we'll, we'll have our we'll have our team <laughs> start looking at. That's me holding a strobe. That's funny. Is that what's up? Um, so yeah, this in the in the all this all the links in this book point to B and H where you can actually purchase everything and mm-hmm. have options. So it has our mm-hmm. favorite speed lights, our favorite triggers for wireless shooting. It has David's camera bag, my camera bag our travel camera bag, and it just has a lot of great yep. links. And then, David, if you sweep over to that last page, it kind of has all the little things you need in your bag, like our go-to, like, essentials right. that – it's something that I end up going back into my camera bag at least once a shoot to grab something that I forgot mm-hmm. or need. And there's also that comprehensive guide with clickable links um, on that last page. So we're excited to give that out. Yeah, that are com- – yeah, and I, and I love how you've done this too, because Rich did an amazing job putting this together. Where he's seeing, you know, you're seeing, hey, if you recommend the Canon, you know, 5D Mark IV, well, the Nikon equivalent is the Nikon D850, or the Sony equivalent is the A7 III. And so we do a comparison chart here. So if you have a camera brand preference, like we said, we, um, you know, we love all these camera brands. They're amazing. You're not going to go wrong. Every camera brand, especially these top three, Canon, Nikon, and Sony are creating amazing, amazing cameras and lenses. Okay. So we just started with Canon. So we stuck with Canon. Um, but we we're not, you know, not paid by Canon or anything like that. That's just, Gosh, who that'd, that'd be awesome used. if they did do that. Yeah. Canon start paying us, yeah, you know, cause we have lots of followers that listen to us. So anyways, um, but yeah, no, this, this guide is really incredible and, uh, you guys will be able to download this on davidmolnar.com forward slash zero zero one by the time this episode is up on iTunes. Well, um, what's coming, what what's coming think? next week, David, what, what should they look forward you know, to next week? We're going to dive deeper into overcoming your fears. Okay. Um, and really kind of breaking through barriers to become the photographer that you are destined to be. And so what I want to do is I want to share a little bit of my story and the struggles, because you guys may not know this. You, you might know me as the guy who has, you know, shot a bunch of album covers and had photos on Pepsi cans or, you know, Mountain Dew cans or in People Magazine or whatever. But what y'all don't know is the many tears that I've shed over this in my early years and in recent years sometimes too right? What y'all don't know is the hard work that, or you may or may not know the hard work that we put into this 
and, uh, and all the trial and error that we've gone through. So one of our main goals in this you know, Your Photography Mentor podcast is to help you guys achieve your photography dreams quicker. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share, you, share with you some of the painful part of my story next week. And hopefully it'll help you guys. Hopefully it will inspire you guys a little bit and help you all get to pursuing your dreams even faster. And of course, we're going to give away something because we give away yeah, something every I'll, week on the I'll podcast. I'll think of a real funny story. I'll listen to your story and I'll try to like come up with like an awesome, like ridiculous story. Like I'm one of those people that ridiculous stuff happens to. It sure does. And then people don't believe me. And then all of a sudden we're hanging out in Florida. So I'm just that yeah. guy where things happen to me. All the links that are in that um, essential gear guide all point to, you know, to B&H. So um, that, cause that's where we love, you know, buying our camera. Do you know why? Photo. Have I ever told you why I love B&H photo? Why do you love B&H photo, Rich? I once ordered a camera off of a Google search and I received it and it had a different name on the camera. So instead of being a Canon XTI, it said Canon K I S S or K S four, something huh. weird. I'd never heard of it. And when I picked it up, it shook like a maraca. Like I picked it up and I could hear it shake and it was like, so after like three weeks of disputing and sending it back, they finally took it back and I just went to B&H, ordered the camera, got the right camera, had amazing customer support and amazing peace of mind that mm. I wasn't getting anything black market or gray market. Mm. It's the largest camera store in the world. The most reputable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, I mean, there's no like reason except that. I have once gotten screwed over from a Google search and trying to save. I say I think it was like I saved twenty two dollars by ordering oh, from the shady shady website, uh, and then I was like, oh, B and H had free shipping, so it actually would have been cheaper anyway. Thanks. So yeah, and they ship so, fast. They're they're like boom, you get it. So to be clear, that first place was not B and H that you ordered from. It was no, a no, shady no. off brand. Then I, you ordered yeah. from B and H and got exactly what you were supposed to get. On no time. problem. Yeah. It was great. I, I've ordered, I, I mean, I've ordered probably most of my camera gear uh, from B&H for the last like 15 years, 16, probably 17 years. I don't know. They've been in business for a long time. Yeah, so, they have a great um, use section. Their use section's like actually tested and true used equipment, which I don't have a problem with as long as it's like above an eight or nine scale. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lisa is saying, I love B&H. Their customer service is incredible and their chat assist has saved me money. Oh, go there. Go check out B&H. If you're ever in New York, go to B&H. It's like a kid in a candy store. It is the coolest freaking this, place with the robots like grabbing stuff. It's so awesome. I know. I think we're going to have a meetup for our uh, photo mentorship students at B&H. They were inviting us to like come down and host like a workshop or a meetup there and get to play with a bunch of gear. Peg said this. I, I mean, I, like, I don't even know how long B&H has been around, 30, 40 years or something. I mean, I'm 35 and well, I was born Well, B&H is Bell & Howell. It used to be a camera company. Yeah. So, I mean, I can I can Google search that. But I mean, yeah, B&H has been Pe around Peg for Crowder a minute. Is saying, Peg's saying, I bought my first camera from them in 1983. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. They've been around like they're the biggest, best trusted. That's why we, that's why we've chosen to partner with B and H and work with them because like they're the camera store we know, love and trust who Rich and I have been buying from for, you know, over a decade. And we know that they're going to take amazing care of our students. And you're always going to know that you're going to get amazing customer service. And you're also going to get, you know, like you're probably going to get the best deal on the internet. And if you don't, you know, you're getting exactly, you know, a good quality. <laughs> you're not getting some off brand market thing. So, Hey guys. This was amazing. If you guys want to learn more about 
um, anything in photography, whether it's landscape photography, portrait photography, um, this podcast episode is brought to you by our amazing membership community, The Photo Mentorship. So you can visit that at thephotomentorship.com. And, uh, and if you're not already a member, come meet us there and, uh, and we'd love to hang out with you. We do live trainings every single week inside the photo mentorship and we have new courses and new how I got the shot episodes and new mini tutorials and all sorts of fun stuff that we release every single week inside of the photo mentorship. It's really, uh, it, it's really the, the community and the educational resource that I wish I had had when I was starting out and booking my first professional gigs. I wish so desperately that I could have you know, had that. So go to thephotomentorship.com and check that out. And uh, I'm just super jazzed and excited. Next week, we're going to give away something else. Um, and we'll announce that live right here on the Facebook page where we record these episodes live. Um, and uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. You all are incredible. Congrats. Let to us know. Kay. Let us know what you want. Yep. Yeah. Let us yep. know what you want us to talk about. Let us write us a review on Spotify, iTunes, iTunes. anywhere podcasts are regularly available. Yep. And uh, just let us know what you want because we have like a loose script. But if you're like, hey, I really need to learn this. We'll listen to it and do it. So let us know yeah. what you want. You can email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. Yep. Absolutely. And we're ready. We're ready to here to help you. And congrats, Kay, for being our awesome winner. I want to see mm -hmm. a picture of yep. something awesome taken with this yep. essential starter kit. Gear guide coming soon. Gear guide coming soon. davidmolnar.com forward slash zero zero one. And you'll be able to download that gear guide. So love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you right here next week. And for all of you guys who are the photo mentorship students, we'll see you tomorrow because we go live on Wednesdays inside the photo mentorship. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a I love you. Day. All right. Bye. I love, I love you. You love me. I, I love students. you. Okay. Me. Okay. I love, so I, love you. You I love you too, bud. And I love students. you. Yeah. I love you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com.